Hey everyone, welcome to Tatonic, a business, tech, and finance podcast. I'm Nels Tate, let's get into it. Well, everybody excited to have you on another episode of Tatonic. Today, we are live with uh, a good friend of mine who I've known for quite some time, uh, both in Bozeman and remotely now as well. Please welcome Courtney Clapp. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excited to have you on the show. It's funny, Courtney, one of the, I was just thinking about this, one of the, um, when we were doing the podcast before uh, a number of years back, that was like a theology podcast. We had you on an episode and it was like one of the most interesting episodes. That's right. And so I guess, you know, coming back for round two, I'm excited to uh, be talking to you again on stuff. Yeah. We're millennials through and through with our podcast, (laughs) aren't we? (laughs) We are. It's the new. It's the new radio. Like nobody listens to radio anymore. It's just you know it. streaming and catching up on people's lives. So yeah, uh, very cool. Excited to have you on the show today, uh, Courtney. I want to dive in, but you know, before we jump into some of the other topics, I know we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I'm curious. You know, can you share a little bit more about your background? What brought you to Montana in the first place? What inspired you to get into the industry that you're in? And I'll let you share more on that. And then what inspired you to leave Montana and now be located remotely in Utah? Yeah, that's a great question. So I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, went to school at the University of Utah, and um, I really wanted to study interior design, actually, was what I wanted to study. I had a full ride to the University of Utah, and so I thought, okay, well, they don't have that program. That's what I want to study. What should I do? So what I did was instead I went to school for event planning. Oh, and really? yeah. yeah. And so it was kind of a degree that had several aspects. It was like marketing, event planning, communications yeah. type thing. It kind and of project management probably in there yes. too. Basically. Yeah, totally. And so that was uh, what I ended up going to school for because they didn't have interior design and I had this full ride scholarship. And so I thought, well, I have to use it for something. So I did that. And then I ended up getting involved with a um, campus ministry group called University Christian Fellowship, which I was in as a student where I met my husband, Ben, and then I moved to Montana for that internship. Yeah. That was in 2012. Um, so I probably met you around that time. Yeah, it was imagine. somewhere in there. I think you were you were involved in a staff position when we connected yes. initially. Yeah. Yep. So I was there for uh, that job. I worked for them for five years. And then I was actually interested in trying out some of this interior design business. And I, you know, hadn't gone to school for it, but I was still interested in it. And so I had a friend who said, oh, I started working at, um, you know, design studio here in town. Do you want to just come by and see it? And turned out they were hiring. Oh, wow. That, so that was Irvine Home. Yeah. And uh, they were hiring and they were actually just looking for a bookkeeper like three days a week. And so and I like, went I in can there. Bookkeep. Sure. Yeah. And I said, well, what do, what do you have to do to keep books? <laughs> and so then um, I worked for them for four years, actually doing um, all sorts of things there in the showroom and just got to try out a bunch of things with the interior design, which was amazing. And so um, that was just so unique. And so at this time, as that was happening, that was 2016 to 2020. At that same time, I had been planning my own wedding. Well, if we jump back to 2015, I was gonna say 2015. Yeah, is when you guys yes, got married. Yep, yeah. we got engaged. And then um, I started planning my own wedding. And it turns out all of my friends are also planning their wedding. So yeah. in the summer of 2016, we had 15 weddings that we were wow. invited to. Wow. 
Yeah. It, that's a marathon. I know it really is. And so at this time I'm planning my wedding. I'm helping my fl- friends plan their wedding. And then I realize, Oh, I'm actually kind of good at this. <laughs> and I enjoy it because I went to school yeah. for event planning. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so then I realized, okay, so people need help planning weddings. And at the time there didn't seem to be a whole lot of wedding planners in town, um, in Bozeman and, you know, some, some friends like had a range of budgets for weddings. So maybe they yeah. weren't going to pay a wedding planner to do some of their stuff. So what I started doing was offering it as a gift, a wedding gift to my friends. Oh, I would sure. say, Hey, I'll do your wedding planning. Um, it'll be my gift to you. It's basically the equivalent of about, you know, 30 to 40 hours of time. Yeah. So that'll yeah. be my gift. And so then I started doing it. And then I realized that people were willing to pay a lot of money for you to coordinate and plan <laughs> and design their wedding. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, we're going to have a business. So I actually did it by myself uh, the first time around and I called it Forever Chic was the name of the wedding planning company. And then um, I booked one client officially under that business. And then at that same time, uh, my bosses at the time at Urban Home were like, hey, we want to do wedding planning and design with you. Can we do it with you? Let's, Let's collab. Yeah. They're like, let's do it together. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. And so (laughs) we started doing it together. And so, um, that was exciting. And so at that time I was doing interior design, managing the showroom there at Urbane home, and then also doing weddings and events, doing both. which is so funny because that's exactly what I loved was events. It's so funny. It's so funny you say that. I I think one of the biggest things that a lot of people, you know, run into all the time, Courtney, is this, you know, you strangely end up doing the things you really want to do because it's like you're A, you're good at them, B, you're passionate about them, and you tend to gravitate in the direction of people that are of similar interest. And so it's like all of a sudden you find yourself like, you know, I love this. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, you know, I'm doing exactly what I love and getting paid for it on multiple fronts. I think that's a that's a great example of that. Yeah, totally. And it also just came so naturally, like both of those things um, were things I was going to be around as hobbies if I wasn't working in them, you know, and so it was kind of just a unique uh, space to be in. And so that was what I was doing in Montana. And then um, all of a sudden COVID hit and all of our weddings got either canceled or postponed significantly. Yeah. And so I think we had booked like seven or eight weddings. It was 2020 was going to be like our year to actually like break get, out year. Yeah. Like get everything off the ground and get going. And then we just had such a hard time with 2020 that we were like, <laughs> okay, is this working? Nope. Live events and weddings. This is a rough time yeah. to be in this space. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I totally agree with that regard because I mean, 2020 yeah. has like, hit so many industries so hard. And I think that the event space, especially like, you know, you're, weddings in particular being having those having to be as downsized as they are um mm-hmm. or you know having to push to 2021 or or whatever i mean obviously you and i both have existed in the wedding space yeah. historically and it's like this year more than any year uh, that industry has been affected so much yeah i know it's it's a really hard time i think to be a bride and a groom planning yeah, a wedding. It really because is. because you know it's something you've you never done before, so you don't really know what you're doing. And then you just have curveball after curveball, and nothing's normal. And then you know if you're working with vendors or a wedding planner, they can't 
I mean, they can't tell you that this year is going to be different. They can't tell you that, you know, the venue is going to be open for 200 people or, you know, it just is constantly changing. And yep. so I, I do feel really bad for all the couples right now that are trying to plan these weddings and, you know, have a celebration that they've been wanting to have right. their whole life. But it's just such a unique time and it's constantly changing every day. You know, the parameters could be different. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think the other thing too is, you know, wedding planning in general, whether you're, you know, a bridegroom or a planner can be a, a pretty stressful thing. Yeah. And, you know, this year has just added a, a whole other layer of complication on top of it. So, you know, mm -hmm. I, I completely agree with you in that regard. Um, yeah. I think that's where a lot of people are just excited for 2020 to be over and hopefully yeah. move into some better, <laughs> better days. I think it's kind of iconic that we're talking about this at the, the second to last day of 2020 here. Yeah. You know? And, uh, uh, I just, I do find that unique. So cool. That so that's a little bit of your, your background. What in, you know, what brought you here to Bozeman and then 2020 hit you guys moved down to, uh, Utah and tell me a little bit more about this latest venture. First, actually, I'd like to I'd like to clarify this too because I I know you're Enneagram type, and we've talked a little <laughs> bit before on the Enneagram. <laughs> and I I get a little bit of crap because like I I keep saying I only have Enneagram threes on the podcast. So, <laughs> 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 so um, we had we uh, we had Grace two weeks ago, so that, that's okay. That that split it up a little bit. And what's her Enneagram number? She's a one. She's a one. She's a one. Okay. Because yeah, are you a three? I am. I am a three. Okay. Yeah, I'm the the stereotypical three, you know. I love it. It's I always funny. It so I always just like look for people that, you know, start projects or start businesses. Yes. And I, I, I'm like, they're either a three or an eight. Like. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, it's one of those two. So. That is so awesome. Uh, it's pretty funny. So you are an Enneagram three. So yeah. um, that being said, you know, the achiever, the, uh, the, pro mm -hmm. the serial project starter, tell me, <laughs> tell me more about this latest venture. Yes. Yeah, so um, I had mentioned that I started a wedding planning business with my two business partners um, mm -hmm. from Urbane Home. And then um, as we moved down here, we realized like that that just wasn't going to work. And with, how 2020 was shaking up to be for the wedding business. We were like, all right, maybe this is not quite what we're looking for right now. And as we're moving down here, I thought, okay, I want to do this one more time. <laughs> I want to start a business one more time because this will be the third time now that I've tried to start a wedding, a planning, wedding business. planning business. And yeah. I'm like, three times, you know, third, third time has to charm. be a charm. <laughs> yeah. And so we moved down here and I'm thinking like, okay, I'll just, you know, start to meet vendors and start to kind of break into the network. Um, but down here in Salt Lake, there are, first of all, a lot more weddings happening. There's a lot more weddings happening. Well, but there's then, more people. Yes. Oh yeah. So many more people. And then the weddings are different, right? Cause a lot of the couples are Mormon. So those weddings look different because they're getting married yeah. in a temple. They're not getting married at a normal wedding venue. So you're just doing the reception. If right. you're doing, any kind of wedding coordination or planning here. It's just the reception, which is fine, but it's just different, you know, it's a different than what flavor. I'm used to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and then I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, one of the themes I know that's going to go through this podcast, this episode yeah. is talking a little bit about pivoting. I, I think, mm -hmm. you know, 2020 is a great example of how so many businesses have, have needed to pivot. And in this capacity, you know, when you move to a new market, when you move into a, a space where your customer changes effectively, mm -hmm. um, 
you really have to pivot your original mindset of like how we're going to approach this. And I think that's a, that's a perfect example Mm -hmm. of the, you know, the Mormon culture there and changing Mm -hmm. the way you're approaching it in that regard. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, you know, as soon as we moved here in July, I realized that there's hardly any weddings happening, first of all, at all here in town. And I was having a hard time even just meeting the vendors, you know, like, where are they? Because I'm now moving from Bozeman, where I knew all the vendors. I knew every wedding photographer. I knew every caterer, every, you know, every person that would be a part of a wedding, which is the amazing part of, you know, being there for years and putting in all the effort to stay in network. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we're starting from the beginning. (laughs) Here we go. Let's start from the beginning, you know? And um, it was just, yeah, it's just so different than being where you're used to being. And so that definitely posed some challenges just to figure out where do I even find the brides? Where do I find the grooms? Where do I find the vendors? And where are weddings actually happening? And it's kind of changing every month. So there was no like one size fits all answer. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's exactly right. And, you know, it's you have to be kind of adaptable in that regard. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's a huge part of it. You know, something that people don't necessarily understand to some extent, you know, whether a lot of people do understand, to be clear, but some yeah. people don't understand like the value of a network. Like, I think that's really yeah. huge, especially in a place like, you know, talking, we both lived in Bozeman and mm-hmm. Bozeman being this this place that's very uh, focused on um, you know, this network, everybody kind of knows each mm-hmm. other. And then, you know, that, that tends to be the the case in a lot of different places, to be honest, like it, it's, yeah. um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a small city kind of dynamic, but mm-hmm. like the value of that's really huge because the, like, it's, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think that's really huge when you're starting a business and being able to, you know, have these yeah. relationships, have these contacts that are going totally. to propel you, you know, I'll say that, um, our, our production company business has been built almost 100% because of the network mm-hmm. around it, not because of the, you know, necessarily the services provided those help, not because of the marketing that we put into it, that also probably helps. But really, at the end of the day, the network of people that are saying, this is like who you want to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think Bozeman is, has really perfected that actually, um, you know, because of the amount of people that live Mm -hmm. there, especially I'm thinking of like the wedding industry in particular. But I mean, you're saying even just the business industry there uh, with your with your job. And I think it is such a word of mouth place that that's, I mean, that, that is your marketing in a lot of ways, you know, like doing really good business so that you have really happy customers who tell their friends um, is like the, it seems like the way that people do marketing. Cause it seems to me like not a lot of people are paying for any kind of, you know, spreading the word and, and advertising in their businesses because their networks are so strong, especially in Bozeman. Exactly. So, and you know, people are paying for it, but it's like, that's, you know, 10 to 20% of where their business is coming from. Almost the rest of it is saying, you know, I knew a guy who did a great job. It's like connect me with him in that capacity there. And, you know, I, one of the things that's really interesting is this concept of creating a frictionless user experience. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of like the, you know, that's a, maybe a software term or, or whatever, but um, <laughs> I think that applies to business as a whole. The more yeah. you create the the customer experience, the more you, you make that a perfectly easy frictionless um, experience for mm-hmm. each individual customer, 
the more they're going to be like, wow, that was easy. I really enjoyed it. And at the end of the day, it's, it sets up the success of your actual product or service that's delivered. Yeah, totally. It's huge. But yeah. So anyways, coming back to it, tell me about, you know, coming back on this latest venture, tell me yeah. what all the Clapco features right now. Yes. So my original business plan was to offer wedding planning design and day of coordination, which has become really popular these last few years. And um, as 2020 was still shaken out, I have a couple of weddings in Montana that I'll be doing next year, 2021, where they postponed. Um, but I also, through a variety of circumstances, uh, started to offer something I'm calling goal coaching. And oh, so cool. what that is, is it's it's in a lot of ways very similar to wedding planning. It's you're going to take a goal that you have in mind. Maybe you want to be a dentist. Maybe you want to get into medical school. Maybe you want to start your own business. Maybe you want to, I don't know, have a podcast. I mean, there's so many things that, you know, people want to do. And a lot of times when we think of goals, we think of just like getting in shape or losing weight or, you know, eating healthier, things like that. But as I've talked to people, I've seen that they actually have a lot of goals, like kind of in the back of their minds that they didn't even really know that they had until we start talking about it. It kind of jogs their memory. And then they're thinking like, oh, actually, I've always wanted to write a book. You know, I, I forgot, but I do. And, yeah. you know, maybe they have income goals that they want to make as a small business owner. Um, maybe they want to grow their, you know, following of customers or maybe they want to have their social media accounts be more effective or, you know, there's so many things that people might want to do. And a lot yeah. of them are around business, um, especially with the people that I've been working with. So I started offering this because like I said, it's kind of similar to planning a wedding in that you find out what your ultimate end goal is and find out how much time you have to get there and then what it's going to take to get there and just start working backwards. And so that has been actually an incredible thing. I've started working with some business owners and a lot of them are from Bozeman. A lot of them are from that network that I was a part of when I was there and still get to be a part of today, which is really exciting. And so I have um, an author that I'm working with who lives in Arizona. I have a private chef that I'm working with. I have um, some business owners, some photographers. So just some kind of a random, you know, swath of people. Um, but they've reached out to me and they said, actually, I have a goal that I've always wanted to work towards. And this would be a weekly meeting that I, I know you're going to ask me if I did the work on my goals this week. So I, I'm ready to do it. Let's do it now. And they're not even waiting till the new year. They're starting in December, November, October. You know, they've been starting this fall. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, let's not wait till January 1st to make some good decisions. I love this, Courtney. I think that's actually super cool. I mean, because it's like you, the, the options you're presenting there are really interesting because these can be personal goals. These can be business mm -hmm. goals. But really, I mean, I think it's interesting because you're basically saying, here's point A or like, here's where you're at. Like, here's where you, or wait, hang on. Here's where you're at. Here's where you want to be. Yep. And it's like, let's connect the dots on how you get there. Because it, most yeah. of the time, it's just, it's overwhelming. It's this, you know, mm -hmm. what do they call it? The wild, audacious goal or big, you know, crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's like different acronyms or whatnot for that. Yeah. But it's like, it's interesting to say like, okay, here's the practical steps you can take. And mm -hmm. then it's like, here's, you know, here's a great example. We're moving into January, 2021. People mm -hmm. are going to start hitting the gyms again. Um, mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> and I say that because it's like yeah. every single January. <laughs> Um, the gyms are like, yes, yeah. got all the new signups. Right. But right. the, um, it's interesting because I think the, the biggest reason that people fail at like their goal of like, 
you know, losing 10 pounds mm -hmm. after the holidays or getting mm -hmm. in shape or whatnot is because they don't have a partner that is like mm -hmm. holding them accountable. Somebody who's there that says like, did you do this? Like, did, you know, mm -hmm. did you bench this many reps? Did you run this many miles? Yeah. Right. And that's mm -hmm. really the, the, the slot you're filling in there, which I think is so mm -hmm. unique. The, um, mm -hmm. you know, if, if 2020 has taught us anything, it would be that, you know, we're, we can get blindsided by just about everything. And so yeah. I think a lot of people are like having a lot more open minds about mm -hmm. um, whether it be business or projects that they're starting or mm -hmm. whatever it may be and being able to move from where they're at currently to achieving that goal. I think that's mm -hmm. a huge thing to be in right now, Courtney. Yeah. And it seems like too, especially this year that to have somebody believe in you and what you want to do and spend your time on a way you want to accomplish is like more powerful than it's ever been. Because yeah. I think people feel really kind of beaten down by this year and discouraged and, you know, kind of like, why try? Why even, why even put effort into, you know, A, B or C? Like, what's the point? And I think what this is doing is really counteracting that by saying, no, we need to try even more because, where our life is going to keep going on. And, you know, we, we're trying to figure out what our new normal is. And so to live our new normal to the best of our ability, it's going to require some intention and some effort and some really some planning, you know, to make yeah. sure that you're living the life that you want to live and not just coasting through it. Yeah. Well, and, and 2020 is so much of a reset for so many people. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, there's a lot of negatives that have come from 2020 mm -hmm. for sure, without a doubt. But I think on a global level, like when you think about it too, there's a lot of positives that have really come out of this year, more yeah. drastic than, you know, a lot of years, because it, it provides opportunities for people that are potentially in a, a job that they felt stuck in and didn't like. And now it's like, they're kind of forced to like pursue their dream or whatnot. That sounds like super cliche to say, but like, I think that's a reality. I think we see a lot yeah. of people, you know, they talked about the number of small businesses that failed in 2020, right? They, mm -hmm. what they don't talk about a lot is the number of small businesses that started launched in 2020 way more than yeah. any every other year historically, because people were like, <laughs> Hey, look, you know, I can go do what I want to do and I can work for me or do my own thing or start my project or, <laughs> you know, pursue this dream or passion that I've always wanted to do had in the back of my mind. Uh, you actually brought mm -hmm. up a great point, Courtney, of the, you know, there's a number of these, uh, a number of people that have, you know, dreams or ideas or whatnot. Yeah. And then they kind of put them on the back burner because it's like, they're not practical to pursue at that mm -hmm. time. And then you kind of forget about them. I love that part of your business because it's like, mm -hmm. you're, cre you're re-inspiring people to pursue these things mm -hmm. that are like really important to them that they really yes. value and then take practical steps in the direction of actually achieving it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also started a podcast because, you know, that's what millennials do. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> what threes do, let's be real. That's that's right. I do have two podcasts. So the, ah. <laughs> the first one is called the Clap Co podcast. Okay. And that podcast is really a lot of life hacks, I would say. A lot of um, ways to stay motivated, ways to get unstuck, um, how to plan the new year, all sorts of things like that. Every topic is different. I'll actually be doing an episode tomorrow about why I don't make New Year's resolutions. Awesome. Which sounds kind of counterintuitive if you're helping people to work towards their goals, but I'd have a, a different approach that I take to it. So I'm excited to be talking about that. And um, there's just new things happening there every week. And then I also have the Clapley Ever After podcast. And that's the one that I do with my husband, Ben. And that is more like relationship focused. We kind of talk about like how we 
like get through things in marriage, how we started dating, like kind of the fun stuff, kind of the serious stuff, like a little bit of everything. That's super cool. And so, you know, just I'm I'm gonna throw a promo out right now, but like you know, <laughs> we'll have I wanna I actually wanna link both of the shows in, in our show notes. If you're if you're listening to the podcast, you can just like scroll up on your iPhone and there you can hit the links below. Um they they're not on the live set right now, but that's okay. <laughs> um I I you know, I think that's really cool that you guys are offering that in that regard, Courtney. Um mm-hmm. You know, tell me a little bit more about. I, I love this this concept of the of life hacks because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are like pursuing that. I love the idea of being able to engage with people via, you know, the medium of audio, mm-hmm. um, and being able to, you know, get, you know, a, be able to reach a, potentially a different crew, you know, yeah. of millennials. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, tell me more about from the side of things on the podcast, both of them, I guess, you know. Talk to me a little bit more about mm-hmm. the Clapco's podcast. Yeah. So for the Clapco podcast, I mean, it's still pretty new. I only launched officially the first week of November. Um, actually, the day I launched the podcast and the new name of the business was the day I got COVID. So it was oh eventful, eventful day. That was a big day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I woke up super early to get ready for the launch because I was going to do like a sunrise champagne popping and, you know, take photos of that. And I just was so excited. I didn't even realize like, oh, I actually feel really crappy. So <laughs> I got dressed up. I had fake eyelashes on. I was doing the whole thing. 6 a.m. I'm ready to go outside and pop some champagne. And then I came home from that and I was like, oh, something's not right. <laughs> something's not right. Too much champagne. I know. Right. So, so yeah, so that podcast is, is really exciting. I think because I have about 60 topics, six zero wow, um, cool. topics that I want to go through and it's more of a short format. So more of yeah. like 15 yeah. to 20 minute long episodes. I love it. And, and I really, I like catchy titles. So some of my titles are things like, you know, how to get unstuck, um, what to do when you don't feel motivated, what to do when things are going well, you know, how to do like a a yearly review, how to do a yearly check-in. I mean, just super, super practical and things that everyone can identify with because I think everybody could benefit from more positivity in their life. And so for years now, I have had people commenting on that about myself saying, how, how are you so positive? How, how do you like always have a positive take on everything? And I thought everyone was like that. So <laughs> well, you're, you're I was kind of like, what do you mean? I'm just like living my life. And, and then I realized like, oh, cause I kept, kept having people comment on it. Like, is there any way you could like send me like a message every now and then like they just wanted encouragement right like my friends were like we just want to be encouraged <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a better and way to do it than a podcast I, I love that like i think that's super cool and it's super yeah. practical you know yeah. it's the hashtag 2020 theme right there but right. like i love that like i think that's, that's right. a, you know a lot of people and the, the the cool thing about it is that it ties right into the goal coaching side of things courtney Like it's perfect with that because it's like, it's, it's very practical to help people move in the direction of the goals that they want to achieve that, you know, the positivity in that regard, I think is really, yeah. Yeah. And it's been really exciting too, because, you know, a lot of times people don't have 
maybe they don't have an hour or two hours to listen to a podcast, but maybe they have a 10 minute commute. Yes. And so they can listen to something. And I don't know about you, but I've also noticed if I don't kind of like give my mind things to think about, I can just dwell on the worst, right? Like I can just like worry about things or like imagine scenarios that are never going to happen. But sometimes I like to give my brain like something to think about, like, all right, we're going to drive to work and we're going to think about this. We're not going to worry about what happens when we get to work. We're just going to think about, we're going to figure out how to get unstuck today. That's what we're going to listen to. Like that topic totally resonates with me. And so I have a couple of podcasts that I follow that are like that. And they had just been- Who's your top podcast you listen oh, to? Oh, top podcast. Okay. Well, I have a bunch of them because I love business podcasts. Oh, good. Me but too. What's your top I one? love, let's see. I love Rachel Hollis's podcast. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. I love Jenna Kutcher's podcast. I don't know hers. Uh, yes, yeah, she does the Gold Digger, G-O-A-L. Oh, okay. All right. That's how she spells it. Um, I love uh, Ed Milet's podcast. Oh, I don't know that one either. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Burchard. Very familiar. Oh. Do you know Brendan okay. Burchard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Jay Shetty podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's another one. Um, these are just off the top of my head and, um, obviously I love your podcast as well. Oh, so well, I have a lot to listen that, to. That's the big one. <laughs> well, and now everybody listening in is two more podcasts. They can listen to it in the, the regard as well. I think it's, well, it's cool. You know, we were talking a little bit at the, towards the start of the show of like how, um, you know, really the podcast world has become the new standard of radio. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's how people are able to connect with things audibly and like catch up on, you know, whether like this is in some ways like, uh, you're able to find out more about Courtney, more about Nels in that regard and kind of find out and, you know, be attuned to people's lives. I think it's a really cool Mm -hmm. medium to be able to connect with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like, I know it's not just millennials who are doing podcasts right now, but I think there's something about our generation that's willing to learn really openly, you know, like we learn things and we um, kind of communicate like how we've processed them and how we've grown and, and adapted and changed our lives because of it. And I think, everyone our age is like, Oh, I want to share things that I know that maybe you don't know, you know, and then maybe you could share with me things, you know, and we could like just so much information sharing is happening this way. And I just love the things that you can learn on podcasts. I mean, if I could listen to podcasts all day, I honestly would, because you can listen to, and you can learn about anything in the whole world. And I just love that so much. You really can. I think, yeah, I, I completely agree with you in that regard. Um, Courtney, I'm kind of curious. So looking at, Mm -hmm you know, it, with the launch of this new project um, and obviously moving in, in the space that you have been third time's a charm with the wedding side of things, mm-hmm. wedding planning side of things, first time's hopefully the charm on the goal. Uh, That's right. <laughs> goal launching uh, side of things. I guess, where do you see the business going? Where, you know, what's, if you were like to put yourself in your own customer's shoes, what is your goal with the business over the next year, two years, five years? That is a great question. And I have a very good answer for that. (laughs) Um, Something actually that I would really love to do. And this, I feel like, is it going to happen right now just because of the way the live events are, but I would actually love to move towards hosting a women's retreat uh, that will one day turn into a women's business conference. And so what I kind of envisioned for that is a lot of breakout sessions that are about teaching you how to do things in your business that you need to know how to do. So, you know, maybe it's like newsletter campaigns, maybe it's 
how to do marketing. Maybe it's how to grow your following, or maybe it's how to offer a more seamless customer experience or how to get your newsletter emails opened more often, or, you know, there's just so many things that you could teach. Um, and I have actually several friends that I've already started talking to them about like, Hey, would you teach a session on this? Would you teach, you know, would you teach this financial course for, uh, female business owners? And so I think that would be really fun. I would love for there to be a photography element involved there too. Um, maybe it's for marketing purposes. Maybe it's like for boudoir purposes. Like, I mean, I think there's all sorts of things that you could do with that. And then, um, and even an element of a focus on health, um, just yeah. being physically healthy and, health and wellness. taking care of yourself. Yeah. So kind of like a overall, like life, it's like to elevate your life, but like to focus on business as well. And the reason that kind of came to me was I realized like, that's the kind of conference I want to go to. And I don't see any quite like that. I see like elements of it, but I don't see any quite like that. And so I think when, um, you know, more people are able to gather together, I think I'll do some kind of pilot test runs and just see how it goes. And I actually have seen some hotels in Park City, Utah, that would be really nice to host them. And so just kind of really support uh, what people are doing in both business and in their personal lives. Because I think that now like business and being a woman looks a lot of different ways. And it's like not one size fits all. It's like, oh, you could do anything and be anything. And I just want, I want people to have the resources they need to figure out what that looks like for them. Yeah, no, I think you hit it on the head there, Courtney. One of the biggest things that, you know, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to is called Business Casual. It's a mm -hmm. it's a newsletter by Morning Brew. They started a podcast and they did an interview with a guy named Michael Seibel. And Michael Seibel is uh, one of the founders, CEO, I can't remember his exact title, with Y Combinator, um, which is a big startup accelerator in Silicon Valley. Um, okay. But one of the things he talks about is basically how there's been this drastic increase in availability of resources in the last 10, 20 years for founders, for people that are starting their own, uh, you know, their own businesses. Basically, you know, mm -hmm. the information has always been there. It's just been kind of um, brought together in a way that people can actually utilize mm -hmm. it well. And I think one of the interesting things, though, that you see about this is like, I, you know, I've talked to a number of individuals that are, you know, starting businesses that are, are launching their their next project, their hobby of, or whatever their passion project might be. Um, and then there's just, there's a lot of like admin things of like learning to run the business. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, only about whatever, a quarter of the time they're actually, most founders are spending on, you know, going out and, uh, or like crafting their service or product, right? Mm -hmm. The other, you know, 75% of the time is learning how to do sales, learning how to do marketing, like run an Instagram or, and, yes. you know, Facebook, how to do mm -hmm. uh, tax and accounting, like how to do, yeah. you know, hire people, HR, uh, how mm -hmm. to manage, you know, how to do customer service. It's like, there's so many other aspects of like business in that regard that like mm -hmm. people just frankly, don't know a lot about. And almost every single founder that's successful has to learn it themselves. Mm -hmm. Like most people that start businesses, um, interestingly enough, don't come from business school. It's like they just, you know, yeah. did exactly what you did, Courtney. It's like you were planning mm -hmm. weddings and you're like, I enjoy this. And then people wanted to pay you for it. And like mm -hmm. that, that is the quintessential like how business startup right there. That's how everybody's yeah. like, hey, you know, like I built this like chair 
and people want to buy it now. And now I'm going <laughs> to yeah. build more chairs. And now I have to learn how to put a website together. Like it's right. like you have to have so wear so many hats. But I think there's mm-hmm. this like huge opportunity to continue to enable people, to empower people, especially mm-hmm. women in business. I think you hit it on the head there, Courtney, um, mm-hmm. where it's like uh, really giving people the power to run with their dreams, to expand and grow. Um, and I love the fact that you're incorporating wellness into it. I think mm-hmm. that's such a genius idea because it's like the thing that, you know, the, the plague of corporate America of, you know, the, the traditional startup founder in the U.S. is that, you know, you're going to work 90 hours a week doing something you love and, mm-hmm. and you know, burn yourself out on it, frankly, yeah. because it's like, oh man, you know, I loved building this chair, but now that I've built 90 chairs this week, I'm like exhausted. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how do you balance it? Like, how do you, um, mm-hmm. it, it is a, it, it is a 360 degree like mm-hmm. approach to it. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like even just learning about yourself and your personality and the Enneagram, you know, like we've talked about has been so helpful because you just learn like what makes you do what you do. And so I'm aware that threes, Enneagram threes like myself and like you, we're prone to work a lot, put in a lot of hours because it's so fun because work is so fun. And it's like, if work can be this fun, like why would I ever stop? Yeah. <laughs> especially when you're doing what you're passionate about too. Yes. like the thing you're like, this is really cool. Like I'm just going to yes. do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like I've turned a new leaf now too, that I turned 30 this past summer and Congrats. thank you. And I just feel like entering a new decade. I'm like, okay, I learned a lot of my twenties of like things that don't work, you know, like there's some things I'm just not going to do again because it didn't work, but I want to, really live a more sustainable life that's going to last for the long run instead of just for a year, you know, and burn myself out in a year. I'm like, no, I want, I want this to be like a sustainable long-term business that will just help people. And that's honestly what gets me so excited about it, whether it's goal coaching or wedding planning. I just every day want to make people's lives better. And either of the ways, you know, either of those kind of business directives, that's what I want to do. And so I just get so excited when that is happening. And when I have these new inquiries coming in, new customers that I'm working with clients. And I just remember like, oh yeah, I want to make people's lives better. And if I can do that, like that feels like what I'm supposed to be on the earth to do is to make people's lives better. And I think when you're a business owner and you're able to do that, you're living into your calling, but you're also helping other people really live into theirs as well. Yes, yes, that is exactly right. I think the biggest reason that people should start businesses is because they see a need that, you know, either they're experiencing or their friends or their family or whoever are experiencing and say, I want to go out and fix this. Like Mm -hmm. the the people that are successful at business go out to fix other people's problems or their own problem, Mm -hmm. whatever, not necessarily to like make money that the making money aspect just comes after the fact and being able to do what you're passionate about in that regard, I think there is nothing like that, especially it turns, you know, long monotonous work into like something that you're like excited to get up in the morning and go out and Mm -hmm. do, you know, to go build this chair because you know, it's going to make a difference in somebody's life. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to create the inspiration behind that, being able to show that, I mean, I guess here's a great example, you know, Mm -hmm. with our production company, we have a team of DJs who, you know, are all fantastic. But what we always tell our DJs every single year is like, you know, you are making the most important day of somebody's life. You're making the party of the most important day of somebody's life out there. 
And it mm-hmm. totally changes your mindset. It goes from like this potentially stressful situation of like handling customer service and like, you know, being an artist at the same time to this, like, how are we like on the same team to mm-hmm. really like make a difference in somebody else's life? And then at the end of the day, you get to walk away doing what you're passionate about mm-hmm. and making money doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, good. Yeah, I think anytime you're able to inspire someone, I and I love the idea. Have you thought about any names for this conference? I'm like a branding person. No, like, I okay, haven't. Do you have I, some names coming to mind? I don't. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If uh, you think of any, let me know. <laughs> you should do something like with the whole like 360 approach because that mm. that's like super. That stands out to me that you're like, okay, we're going to incorporate you know business, but we're also going to incorporate wellness. We're going to incorporate how do we approach you know, you as a founder from every single direction, mm-hmm. you know, you could call mm-hmm. it founders 360 conference. That actually sounds okay. really lame potentially, but you know, <laughs> might actually be taken. Out. I would go to it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, like you, you could do the, do the trend like F O U N D R, like just take the E oh, off. Yeah. Like that's like the, the new <laughs> thing to do. Right. You just take the E off the end of any ER, like. <laughs> sound yes. Oh my gosh. Well, stay tuned. I'm sure you'll yeah. see something. On oh yeah, sometime. absolutely. We'll have to have you on the <laughs> podcast again, you know, as you're, as you're launching it, but no, yeah. Courtney, I think that's super cool. And obviously as, as the U S starts to open up more Salt Lake, Montana, everywhere really starts to open up more. I think there's mm-hmm. a huge need for that. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, there's a number of like the biz to biz um, organization mm-hmm. or like 1 million cups. Like there's a lot of good opportunities to kind of network and throw ideas around, which I think would be, you know, maybe one part of that. But I think mm-hmm. the opportunity, excuse me, really the opportunity for people to say, here's my experience. Here's what works. Here's what doesn't work. Let's break mm-hmm. it down. You know, like, does this apply to you? Like, how do we tangibly fix the issues and challenges you're facing? And mm-hmm. like really coach people on when to like outsource that. I think that's the other yeah. big part of it too, of like, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about it a couple episodes ago with uh, Daniel Hartzheim about like, how, when do you outsource like your yeah. pain points? So it, it, it's big in that regard. But, yeah. Cool. Well, Courtney, we have a couple last questions before yeah. wrapping up the podcast. This has been absolutely fantastic. Um, but these are our, you know, our signature questions. We ask them every time on the, the podcast. So number one, what makes you efficient? I love this question so much. <laughs> it's the threes question because it's like, if you were to ask me, I could give you a list of everything. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I picked three things for my answers. <laughs> I, I rounded it to the top three is what you're That's saying. Exactly. Um, so one thing that I have been doing is really just trying to maximize my energy every day. And so this year, I really made the connection between how much energy I had with how many, this is going to sound so crazy, but like how much green food I was eating. And when I say green, I mean vegetables. Whoa. So I honestly try to shoot for 50% of my diet each day is green in color. Wow. Wow. Which sounds is there crazy. Like, is there some like <laughs> diet, dietetic, like, you know, notes behind that? Is there any like research? No. That's kind of interesting. No, I mean, I mean, sure there probably is. Um, I just noticed like, okay, if I just eat like as much cream things as I possibly can, I will feel amazing. You should try it. You should honestly try it. Um, <laughs> I try to incorporate as many vegetables into breakfast 
as I can. Okay. Um, I often make like a scramble that has like broccoli and jalapenos and zucchini and spinach. And like, I try to honestly put like, but but no carrots or peppers. I mean, they have to be green unless they're green. (laughs) (laughs) And really it can be any vegetable, but I just honestly like have a radar for green. You're just just out there eating grass, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's a light lunch. I do try to eat like two salads a day in quarantine. Like back in April, I was eating three salads a day. Three. You're just just going through the, like the, the full big (laughs) spinach bag at the store. You're not wrong. It's like Popeye meets like David. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do like to shop at Costco because they have a lot of uh, options. Like a lot of quantities for green things. Um, so, <laughs> so that is one thing that makes me efficient. And I think you should seriously try it for a day or two days to see what happens. And the other thing is um, to get up early. I get up early every single day. Define even. early. Cause I think early is different for a lot of different. Okay. People. That's fair. Um, well, right now it's six o'clock. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I feel like it's pretty early. I try not to see the hour of five. Oh yeah. Just, That's a dark I feel hour. like if you get up too early, then your evenings are kind of just unproductive and you, you go can't. to bed at seven o'clock yeah. every night. So it's like, do you want that? I don't want that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty good. So yeah, I just try to get up early even on the weekends and um, just really try to be intentional about my health for my the purposes of energy and having as much of it as possible to just think more clearly and like spend time the ways I want to spend time. Um, I noticed that even like this week after Christmas, you know, like eating all the Christmas cookies and like eating the things you don't normally eat. Like last night I was trying to budget for the year. I was like, okay, Ben, we're going to sit down. We're going to budget and we're going to like, you know, be intentional about this. And then I was like, well, never mind. I'm just actually going to go to bed. So <laughs> let's do this uh, another time uh, because I just don't have any energy, you know? And so that's just not how I want to live my life. It's just feeling like I don't have energy to do what I want. Yeah. Are you, are you a caffeine person? Cause I've heard there's a lot of the, (laughs) dreadfully yes. Um, It's kind of interesting because it's like, there's a lot of different, you know, research between like health and like sleep and like caffeine amount. Mm -hmm. That's a conversation I've been having. I'm a huge caffeine person too. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you're going to convince me otherwise, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Okay, great one. What's your third one? What's your third one? Oh, let's see. So I guess it was 50% green things in your diet. Get up early and then prioritize your health uh, prioritize for energy health. purposes. So yeah, nice. those three. I love it. That's awesome. Okay, question number two. What would you consider your biggest failure and or moment of growth? I love this question too. You know, um, I feel like I've got to have plenty of failure stories um, but honestly, just when block I- them from their mind, you know, you just say like, nah, yeah. The, the best thing about a three that's hilarious, like that I've discovered every, and every three I know on the Enneagram does this basically <laughs> takes a, a failure and turns it into a success. Like, like yeah. here's a great example. I like went to the store tonight and Grace was like, Hey, you need to pick up these, these two bags. Like they're there for you. And I yeah. went there and I was like talking to the person and I literally forgot one of the bags. Like I had <laughs> one job to do and I, and I only got half the pro I was like, how did this happen? Like it was sitting on the counter too. It was like the worst part. It was in my hand and I set it back down. Like I was like, how does this happen? Anyways, I was like, you know, spun that into like, well, it's perfect because now it's like, I, you know, I'll have to get out of the house tomorrow and run errands. Like it's like, <laughs> it into a success. Like, yes, that's a good 
good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Um, Well, yeah. And I guess to answer it, I mean, it kind of felt like at the beginning of 2020 when all the weddings were canceling or postponing, like I thought, Oh no, this has been two years. I'm trying to get this in particular business off the ground. And it felt like it was just getting off the ground. And then all of a sudden it was like set back four years, you know, it's kind of what it felt like. And I was just like, what, this is not what I thought was going to happen this year. You know, like this is 2020, like it's supposed to be my year. (laughs) Like everyone's saying, right. (laughs) And I just remember thinking like, okay, well I can be bummed and upset about it, but like, that's not going to make COVID go away. And that's not going to make weddings happen like they normally do. And that's not going to make everything better if I'm just bummed about it. So instead, I really decided to do some pivoting, you know, like I've seen a lot of business owners do and start to offer this goal of coaching, kind of work through the methods and the process of that and also start this podcast for the Clap Co, which was not even on my radar at all originally. And, um, and then also serve the bride and grooms that I still have for next year, 2021, you know, who postponed. And so it felt like I could have just been bummed and given up, you know, and just been like, never mind, that was too hard. And now I'm really not doing it. But instead I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's try it. Because one thing I know about business owners, especially like startup company business owners is that they just don't give up. And so if they right. can exactly. just keep going, I mean, if they just keep going, their business, like something amazing is going to come out of it. And so I've been just really blessed to be surrounded by a lot of unique business owners. And I just see them. They just don't give up. It doesn't matter if it's COVID or if the world floods or like, it doesn't matter. Like they don't even care because they're just like, I'm going to keep offering these incredible services or these incredible products and I'm going to serve the world. And that's what I'm here to do. And they just keep doing it. And it doesn't, it's not even an option for them to quit or to stop or to pause. It's just like, okay, how do we make money today? Like we're going to do it somehow. So let's figure it out. Yeah. I think that's really huge. That's that right there. Courtney is basically the, the, the two minute definition of like, what is a pivot? Like, and I think a lot of the time people, especially business owners don't even recognize that they're they're that they're pivoting. Like mm-hmm. they're moving into a whole new space that they're like, this is where we need to go. We just mm-hmm. added, you know, for our production company, we just added video and live streaming this yeah. year as like a huge new thing. And it's like, we're like, yeah, we're just adding the service. And we're like, oh my gosh, like we are moving as a company to yeah. being a video first company. And it's like, that's crazy. There's, there's a great, I, I listened to probably my favorite podcast besides yours, obviously is, <laughs> um, <laughs> is, uh, uh, it's called masters of scale and it's uh, okay. featuring Reed Hoffman, who is one of the founders of LinkedIn. And, mm. um, there's an episode on there with a guy named Stuart Butterfield and Stuart Butterfield started, uh, a little known company called Slack. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it's interesting because the, the podcast is, episode is all about um, pivoting. They were originally mm. a game designing company and mm. they were, they basically got hit by, you know, the equivalent of 2020 on the live mm-hmm. e- event industry and had to find a new way to say, okay, how are we going to move from here? Let's take our resources and move in a new direction. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's a big jump. It's a leap of faith in that regard. But I think being able to pivot well 
is the the a true metric of success as a as a business owner. It requires a lot of heads up. It requires a lot of ability to say, "Here's where we are. Let's look at the data in a in a fully factual way." You know, maybe we're in a dry spell and we're going to get through it, or maybe like we need to we're in a dying market and we need to move to a brand new market. And recognizing that is is I think really huge. So. Um, yeah, if you have the chance, definitely listen to that that podcast yes. episode. It's really cool about pivoting as well. Um, but that's a fantastic. I think that's a mm-hmm. that's a great example, you know, uh, of the, the theme that's kind of running through this episode is this concept of the pivot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think we'll always remember 2020 and what you know either happened or didn't happen in our businesses. 2020, the year of the pivot. Okay, question number three. If you could have one tool right now, you know, software, hardware, whatever it may be, to make your life easier, what would it be and why? That is such a good question. And I just I just love living in the 21st century because I feel like we have everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, it'd be really, it was hilarious. This is a true story. This happened the other day. I was working with a, a, a coworker and he's like, man, It'd be like really great if there was like a like a, a duplicate button for like this system. Yes. And I was like, like that one up in the right hand corner. <laughs> he goes, this is great. <laughs> it was it was like one of the best moments. That's so awesome. I know. I can't even think of like something like a tool that I need because I feel like I have all these amazing tools and amazing software and smartphones. And you know, I mean, I feel like I just have everything. What honestly came to mind when I first read this question was that a chauffeur would be really nice. <laughs> yeah, if I could have a, a show, it, it's it's like a classy Uber driver. Yes. I just feel like I'm so bad at texting people back that I usually do it. I'll usually have my husband drive the car and be like, I need to text a bunch of people back. And so I won't, for some reason, do it otherwise. Um, so I guess actually if someone was to invent something that would text people back for me oh, that could yeah. be more useful but it's like how do you know what my brain's gonna say like voice know. to text maybe you need like i mean a, i guess a, that is the thing you could do like brain machine interface <laughs> once once elon musk finishes inventing that <laughs> self-driving cars that's what that's really gonna be the answer that yeah <laughs> really, why did that. i buy a self-driving car well just so i could remember to text people back so my friends don't hate me forever you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> A very practical reason to get a self-driving car, not avoiding yes. the accidents and whatnot. No, not at all. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. No, I think that's a really valid. That's like a great answer to that question, Courtney. I really genuinely like that because it's like think about all the ramifications behind it. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, seriously. So fantastic. Well, we're drawing to the end of our episode here, Courtney. This has been absolutely fantastic having you on Tatonic. Uh, this evening, and um, I'm really excited. Honestly, I'm going to go check out the the both the Clapco and the Clapley Ever After podcast. Great branding, by Thank the way. Yeah, we'll have that linked in the show notes below as well. Um, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find out more about Courtney again in the show notes, as well as the Clap Co and all the projects she's working on right now. Um, thanks again, Courtney. This has been fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nels. It's so fun to get to be part of your life in all the ways. Hey everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Tatonic. If you guys enjoy the show, hit that subscribe button or scroll down and leave us a rating. You can also find out everything we're up to on social media at Tatonic Podcast and as always at nelstate.com. 
We'll see you guys next week on Tatonic. <laughs>